Pastor Stephen Brooks, and I'm so happy that you are here today, and I believe that the Lord has a word that will build you up and strengthen you, and that God's word will empower you to do what he has called you to do, and to be who he has called you to be. Praise the Lord. Now, before we get into today's message, and before I share some exciting and wonderful news with you, let's first honor the Lord and bring the holy tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. Now, Malachi chapter 3, it says in verse 8, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, In what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And of course, then the Lord begins to go into other tremendous benefits of being involved in a financial covenant with him. Now, tithing does bring you into a financial covenant with the Lord. And let me just say this, that all covenants have conditions, or we could say it like this, all covenants have requirements. So the financial covenant is something that you have to meet the conditions in order for that covenant to be engaged, not just on your part, but it takes God to commit his part to it also. Let me, let me give you a key example. Probably the most important example would be the covenant of salvation. That is the main thing in life that every person needs. It's the most important thing, and you don't want to leave this world without it. It's the covenant of salvation. But even that covenant has conditions that you must be willing to meet. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm not going to call. Well, then you're going to forfeit something that has already been purchased for you. But, hey, it's not going to be yours unless you possess it. Okay, you have to call upon the name of the Lord. And we also know that in the book of Acts, when Peter gave his classic message, and the people cried out and said, well, what do we need, what do we need to do to be saved? And Peter said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so those are conditions. Well, if you're not willing to do that, then you cannot come into the covenant of salvation because it is a covenant that's given through grace by faith. So you must believe. Well, I don't want any part of that, Pastor Stephen. I, want to, I don't want to believe. Then the covenant, uh, God's not committed to it, and you are still lost in your sins. So every covenant has conditions. Now, tithing brings you into a financial covenant with the Lord. This means that tithing is the act of giving 10% of all of your income and any increase to the Lord. When you do your part, okay, which is very important, when you do your part of bringing the tithe into the storehouse of God, then God fulfills his own part of the bargain. And then when you do your part, he comes in and then he releases his financial grace and abundance into your life. I would highly 
encourage you to never get into a debate in your mind or with God or with anybody, really. Don't ever debate about paying your tithe because technically, from a biblical perspective, the tithe is God's. It's not, it's not like we have an option to debate. Well, I think I'll do it. I think I won't. I'll, let me see what I'm going to do with your money uh, or with my money. Well, the tithe is not my money or your money. The tithe is the Lord's and it belongs to him. So that's something, please, I would encourage you never to debate or to let that throw you off because another classic example, I was reading a new book that's just come out. Uh, I can't remember the exact title, something about the Moses of Wall Street. We've all heard the the stories of the wolf of Wall Street or this or that, or, you know, the, the people on Wall Street that, you know, they just go for blood. Uh, they're going to get that money no matter what they have to do to get it. Well, this man is a Christian man, a businessman, and the Lord gave him biblical insights into investing into the stock market, and he went from investing an initial small amount of a few thousand dollars, and within three years, turning that into several million dollars. And his brother did the same thing, because they were following, uh, following some biblical principles, and also a key revelation that, that God gave them. And the revelation, that's his story. I won't get into that. But what this dear man said is that he and his wife had always been tithers. But when they got into the millions, uh, they didn't pay the tithe because it just seemed like too much money to be going towards God. Like, you know, does God really need that? You know, and so they didn't, they didn't give the tithe. And you know what he said, because he didn't give the tithe, he suddenly became vulnerable and he lost everything. So the great success story that even uh, secular writers were talking about this guy, you know, uh, secular business people. Hey, look what this guy did. This is like unprecedented how fast he got into the millions. You know, how's he doing it and stuff like that? Well, uh, he lost everything. And he said, you know what? Me and my wife determined to never, ever make that mistake again. See, the tithe belongs to the Lord. It doesn't matter if you're making $1,000 a week, $200 a week, 10% belongs to the Lord. And it also doesn't matter if you're making $2 million a week, 10% belongs to the Lord. See, some people, they'll, they'll tithe, but then suddenly if they get an inheritance from their parents of a million dollars, they start thinking, well, you know, a tithe out of that is $100,000. Uh, does God really need $100,000? That, that's not debatable. It already belongs to him anyhow. It's God's. It's holy. It's holy. And if you take it, you take it. The covenant's off. You're on your own. And the enemy, the enemy in that financial arena, he knows you're, you're open territory. He can, he can now shoot at you. He can get at you. Doesn't mean that you don't have a covenant of salvation. But if you break the tithe, the financial covenant is off. And it's a very dangerous world to be in right now uh, with a lot of economic turmoil. That's something that you certainly would never want to do. Sometimes people, I'm talking about, uh, when I say people, I'm talking about believers. They, maybe they decide to sell their home. Okay, so they sell their home, they make a profit of $30,000. Well, that, that's increase. Anytime there's increase, the tithe belongs to the Lord. So out of that $30,000, there should be a $3,000 tithe coming in. 
well, well, Pastor Stephen, I have to be honest. I made I made a profit of eight hundred thousand dollars on my on my home when I sold it because it just you know I, I lived in a very desirable neighborhood and the price kept going up on the house and I sold it at the peak of the market and I made eight hundred thousand dollars profit on that. Well, praise the Lord. There should be an eighty thousand dollar tithe coming in, in uh, into the storehouse of God, going to the ministry to the man and woman of God that that oversee that ministry. That should be coming into the into the storehouse of God. I'm not saying it goes to the man of God. I'm saying it goes into the house of God. Praise of God. Praise God. Excuse me. But my friends, the tithe is holy and it belongs to the Lord. And so you should always bring it into the house of God. Where's the house of God? It's where you get spiritually fed at. It's just that simple. Praise the Lord. It's just that simple. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And there are many people around the world that consider this to be their house of the Lord because this is where you're getting fed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, please, honor the Lord with the tithe. I want to encourage you, if nothing else, live a holy life and be a tither. Holy people, when you go to heaven, you have your head up because you know you've been living right, walking with the Lord, walking in the Spirit. But those Christians that flat out refused to honor the tithe, no matter how much teaching they're going to get, there's some, they're, they're never going to tithe, even if 10 angels stood before them and sang a choir, to, uh, sang an angelic choir, and they sang a song about tithing to the person. They're, they're not going to tithe no matter what. They're not going to tithe if Jesus dips them in hot lava. They're not going to do it. And you have people like that in the body of Christ. So I would encourage you, if nothing else, Please be a tither because it allows you to walk in the fullness of a holy lifestyle that's pleasing to the Lord. No holy person wants to dishonor the Lord and steal and take from God what rightfully belongs to him. God wants to make you into a saint, not an ain't. <laughs> okay? So please honor the Lord. You will thank me for this message when you get to heaven. One of the greatest services, or let me say it like this, one of the greatest disservices I could ever do to anybody that listens to my teaching would to be to pull the wool over your eyes and tell you that you don't need to tithe. It's a flat out lie. I would be dishonoring the Lord. I would be shortchanging you. I would be misrepresenting the office of Christ, the Melchizedek of our faith, the high priest over our faith, who in Hebrews chapter 7, which is very much a new covenant book, we see that Christ, after the order of Melchizedek, is still today receiving the tithe. So when you bring it into the storehouse, in the eyes of Jesus, he is receiving it. So please honor the Lord with your tithe, because it is God's covenant of financial prosperity with you. And today, I want to tell you well, where God is taking you to. But before we get into that, and by the way, it's going to be good. Before we get into that, let's talk about the goodness of the Lord. And the Lord has been very good to us. And the Lord works through His people. I've said this before. I'll say it again. God doesn't write checks. God doesn't write a check 
and reach his arm down from heaven and say, here's Stephen Brooks. Here's a check. Now use this check, use this money and go buy airtime. God doesn't do that. God works through his people. God touches the heart of his people. That would be you. And you see a, a Holy Spirit need. You sense the Holy Spirit is in on it. You react to that. And it allows us to do together extraordinary things. Because of your very gracious giving, your sacrificial giving, we have been empowered financially to sign five contracts to purchase airtime to proclaim the gospel through our half hour program, the Pure Gold Program. Now, let me tell you about the various channels and networks that we're going on so that we can shout hallelujah for what God has done, what he is doing as we are now moving forward into this. And also, I want you to be very excited because I'm telling you harvest is coming to you. Those of you that have sown into this project, harvest is coming to you. Now, first of all, we will be going on a channel called Harvest Now, and this primarily covers the area of Augusta, Georgia, and it also covers Aiken, South Carolina. The viewership audience here for Harvest Now is 760,000 people, okay? We will be on Harvest Now Saturday morning at 8 o'clock a.m., and also Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Anybody could watch Harvest Now on Roku, okay? And also, if you live in that area, that would be Channel 49. And, of course, this, again, is a large footprint within South Carolina and also within the area of Georgia. Now, what I'm going to be sharing with you first is that we felt the wisdom of God to reach the local area, North Carolina, South Carolina, and uh, several of these channels that I'm talking about uh, and sharing about, uh, I've already been on their programs as a guest. So these are good networks. These are good channels that are getting people saved that have well-established footholds within that uh, TV footprint. They're already well-established with, with the communities are reaching the people. And so we're coming on uh, these networks to build upon that. So 760,000 uh, potential viewers right there on Harvest Now. Next, we will be going on the Watchman Broadcasting Network, WBPI. And this covers 2.2 million viewers in South Carolina and Georgia. Now, the times are really good. Sunday mornings, every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, and also every Monday night at 10 o'clock p.m., we will be on the Watchman Broadcasting Channel. Okay, so that's 2.2 million viewers there. We add that together with also Harvest Now. We are now reaching... Every week, 2.9 million people. This is because of your gracious giving that you sowed during our special Pentecost offering. Now, let's continue. We will also be going on WGGS. And uh, this is big. This uh, will be premiering June the 15th, okay? We will be on every Monday at 9.30 p.m., and this is big because this is on Direct TV channel 16, and this covers 
a large area of North Carolina. This also covers a big area of uh, South Carolina. And here we're going to be picking up 1.3 million homes. Okay. So this again continues to cast a large footprint over South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. This is WGGS. And we will be on there every, let me take a look again. Here it is every Monday at 9.30 p.m. Praise the Lord. That's very powerful. Okay, so now we are at an accumulated weekly viewing audience of sharing these types of messages that I preach every Sunday, every Wednesday. We have a special recordings where I go to our Charlotte studio and record these for pure gold. Okay, so this quality of content is going out now to 4.2 million people weekly, and we're not done yet. Now, because of your gracious giving, the Lord has allowed us to continue to expand what we're going to be doing on a weekly basis. We have also signed with World Harvest Television. Yes, that phenomenal network founded by the great apostle of faith, Dr. Lester Sumrall, who's now in heaven. But the network continues to reach multitudes, and we will be on every Monday morning. This is big. We will be on every Monday morning at 6 a.m., and World Harvest Television airs on DirecTV channel 367. And I know those of you watching me even on the Internet, there's quite a few of you that watch World Harvest Television because it is on DirecTV. And this will allow us to reach 20 million homes. Praise the Lord. And that's nationally. Okay. That's here in America. So combined together, we are now up to 24.2 million uh, homes of viewership and of people that are able to tune in, watch every single week. So world harvest television, and that will begin at the end of this month. Okay. On six twenty nine, that will begin, uh, on six twenty nine. Mondays at six o'clock in the morning. Can you shout hallelujah? The Lord is doing wonderful, wonderful things. So about 24 million people, and really, when you look at it uh, with World Harvest TV, that's 20 million homes. So, you know, usually in a home, you've got more than one person. So the numbers technically are much larger. All right. Now, the one network that we really wanted to get on, and we fasted, and we prayed. And, of course, when you uh, want to get on any of these networks, uh, it's not just about the money. They also have to accept your content. They have to review your program. It has to go through the, uh, the channels of review and stuff like that. And it has to get the thumbs up. And with all of these networks, uh, you know, they really love the content and they really wanted us to be uh, on their program. Now, there were other networks as well. But as we prayed and sought the Lord, these are the ones we settled with. But the one that we really wanted to reach for was the big one. And God has done it. And the Lord has worked through you. So we are all rejoicing together. I want you to rejoice today because of what you have done. This has allowed us to step through a tremendous door, okay? And I wanted to save this one for last. On June 29th, okay, so at the end of this month, we will be launching on God TV, okay? We will be on every Monday. So we're, we're on weekly, okay? We've already signed contracts with all of these networks and channels, okay? So it, it's, it's done. We will be on every Monday at 1030 in the morning. We will be reaching every week 
approximately 1 billion viewers. Now let that sink in. I didn't say million. We have, we've gone way past. <laughs> okay, we were sitting at 24 million. And I, I just want to let that soak into your spirit for a moment. Because we're all in this together. We are going to share in the rewards together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But every week, because we are on every Monday at 1030 in the morning, we will be reaching approximately 1 billion viewers. Okay? Now, this includes viewership in the USA and the UK. And God TV is very strong in the USA, but they're very strong in the UK also. And we're very happy about that because we're going to really, uh, we're going to even do more to do all we can to reach the UK because God has a heart for the UK. And there's a lot of darkness, not only in UK, but also through Europe. And there's going to be a great harvest and we've got to get prepared for that. Okay. So this also with God TV reaches in heavily to Europe and to Africa and Asia and Australasia. And we will be on Monday again at 1030 in the morning. It can be viewed in America on DirecTV channel 365. Okay, you can watch every Monday at 1030. Also in the UK, you can watch it on Sky, also on Freesat and Virgin Cable. Those in the Middle East, you can watch on YAH Live, which uh, is broadcast through the YAH satellite. Those in Sri Lanka can watch on Dialogue TV, Dish TV, and PO TV. Those in Scandinavia can watch on Viasat. Those in India, and there's a huge audience watching in India, can watch on Tata Sky, Airtel, Videocon D2H, and Direct. Okay? And those in Barbados can watch on Multi-Choice TV, as we have a lot of followers in Barbados and also all throughout the Caribbean, there are many, many people that uh, follow the teaching programs. So, my friends, because of your gracious giving, we have moved. We have moved from the lake now to the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> okay, with potential viewer uh, viewership of over one billion people, and that is because, my friends, of your great giving. And I want to say again, you will share. In the rewards, the lives changed, the souls won for the Lord, and we're going after the fish. Mm-mm. And of course, when you catch them, you have to clean them, right? <laughs> but we're all in this together, and it's going to be really, really good. And I, I would ask you to stand with us in prayer, and of course, continue to stand with us financially as we launch strongly, okay, with a strong running start. But this is an ongoing faith project. And the Lord has said, go, begin to run. And we have done so. And I'm believing that we will not only continue strongly, but I'm believing that we can increase. I want to, I want to move where we can double. We can be on twice a week and double, double the coverage on different days and different times and things like that. We'll get to that where we can overlap the program some. Hallelujah. As much as possible. But right now, what, what a great work. That you are involved in over 1 billion people weekly. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a big shout of praise. Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And Lord, I speak blessings over your people that are involved in covenant partnership with this ministry. I thank you, Father God, that great harvest is coming back into their lives. And Father God, that when we reach the other side, and we are 
all going to make it. Father, that when we reach the other side, there will be harvest, there will be rewards beyond comprehension, and we thank you for it, and we're living our lives all out for you. Father, bless your people. May they be totally sold out for you. Hallelujah. Walking in your finest and richest blessings for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Now, let's continue to honor the Lord. Let's bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. Some of you have been on the fence with tithing. Jump in, sell out, and live all out for the Lord. And establish a covenant of financial empowerment with God by becoming a tither right now. Now, those of you that are going to mail in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, zip code 28654. Those of you that would like to bring the tithes and offerings in online, you can do so at the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. You can go to the homepage. There's a link that's called Tides and Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can click that and make your giving complete right there on that website, safe and secure link. Praise the Lord. And let me say this also. As the pastor of this online church, and as the CEO of this ministry, I'm on salary. So the salary that is appropriated to me, that's all I get, and that's all I take, and I do not take one dollar more, praise the Lord. And so everything that comes into the ministry that's allocated for television, it goes in the television. Hallelujah. I want you to know that, that we run things very tightly financially here we have one of the best accountants that money can hire matter of fact when I selected him to be our accountant for the ministry years back I was told uh, Pastor Stephen he only does very large ministries and he's very expensive and I said is he really good they said oh he, he's the best and I said Okay, then we need to have him because of the trajectory of this ministry, but also because we want everything to be done with the highest level of financial ethics that can be done. So he has been our lead accountant now over the ministry for uh, it's been almost 20 years now. Praise the Lord. And he is sharp as a tack. And all ministry taxes are filed on time, if not early. Everything is done by the book. Every I dotted, every T crossed. And believe me, with the place that the Lord is lifting us into now, I don't want any mistakes in that area. So we will continue to use the greatest fiscal responsibility with all of your giving. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is good. You know what? I hear the angels rejoicing because of the seed that you've sown. And I want you to be expecting a mighty harvest to be coming back in your life. And there's some things I need to share now in today's message to prepare you for that. Because you do need preparation for where you're going. And I want you to be open with your heart today. Because... There are some things you need to be aware of as you're going into this new place God has for you. Okay, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we jump into today's message, we ask that your Holy Spirit would bring revelation, 
like honey from heaven coming upon the understanding of the people. Thank you, Father God, so that your word can be comprehended and it could be applied, applied deep within our hearts so that we can stand in the place that you have called us to be. Now, Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. We thank you. Amen. See, the Lord is raising many of you up like Daniel. And Daniel stood in the very court of the king, of the greatest king on the earth at that time. And he ministered in his presence. And you, you have to be very sharp in places like that. And God had certainly touched their minds, and he had given them an anointing. And you have to, you have to do things the right way. Praise the Lord. I see the Lord lifting many of you up like Daniel. But my friends, there must not be one area in your walk with God that you're willing to compromise. There must not be one scripture that you're willing to bend on just to, you know, kind of just keep things going along. Mm -mm. You can't do that. You must be sold out to the Lord. And when it's good, it's good. But if there's heat and at times there will be, you must not be willing to compromise or to bow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let's go to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. And I, I feel like Mark is, as for me as a preacher, Mark will go down for me in my life story, my life history as being one of the classic chapters in the Bible. I don't know how many sermons I've pulled out of Mark chapter 10. <laughs> I can't even begin to count them all. <laughs> Some of my best ones have come out of this chapter. But we find ourselves here today, and of course anything having to do with the gospel of Mark, especially chapter 10, is water that I feel very comfortable swimming in. So let's, let's engage this heavyweight teaching of the Lord today. Again, Jesus, open our eyes to see it. In your name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Mark chapter 10, and let's go to verse 28. Then Peter began to say to him, that would be Jesus, See, we have left all and followed you. Mm, I like Peter. I think each of you have a little bit of Peter on the inside of you, where Jesus talked about the challenge of trusting in your riches and how it, it, it blocks you from coming into the plan that God has for your life and, and into the workings of the things of God. And Peter, realizing, hey, you know, hey, Lord, you know, I, I walked away from my fishing business. I, I, I totally just walked away from the boat, you know, left the nets there. My, my brother did the same thing. It's, Lord, you know, hey, we gave up everything for you. And I, I like how Peter brings that out. He says, see, we have left all and followed you. That's what it means, my friends, to completely sell out all the way with the Lord. And may I say this today, that for a Christian, one of the most frustrating Maybe I could even use the word disgusting. One of the most frustrating, disgusting, most awful places to be 
is a Christian with one foot in the world and one foot in the things of God. Why? Because you're flat out miserable, and if you're living like that, you know I'm telling you the 100% truth is miserable. Even Jesus said, hey, I'd rather you be hot or cold, because I can't stand this half-baked, half-hearted way of living. Mm -mm -mm. The lukewarm nature. He said, it just makes me want to spew that type of living out of my mouth. My friends, I'm not saying, well, then just go ahead and be cold-hearted and be dead to the things of God. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, go all the way with the Lord. Sell out for the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. And you'll finally find the peace that you're looking for. But when you're trying to please God and you're trying to please the world system, Jesus said, you can't serve two masters at the same time. It's impossible. You're going to either hate the one, love the other, or you're cling to the one and you're really looked down on and despise and sneer at the other. And you know, you know, you should never be treating the Lord like that. You should be treating him as your soul, Lord and master. And so I like how Peter put that in there. See, we have left all and followed you. Praise the Lord. Now, you have sown seed during Passover. Hallelujah. And all of the gate, the fence, all of the fence on the property is completely up now. The only reason I haven't filmed it and have walked it and shown it to you is because um, we, made a, we made some modifications on the gate. And it was going to be one of the hydraulic gates that swings open, but we decided it's better to have it like a rolling gate. So we had to make that change because we actually had the, the opening gate, but there was a little bit of an incline as you pull onto the property and the gate would open and bump. <laughs> it would bump into the incline of the, of the road. So uh, we definitely had to change it to a, a rolling gate, which is good. It will make it a little bit wider and that way you can come into the property easier. But my friends, you have sowed during Passover very graciously. You have sown during Pentecost, and you have given your best to the Lord. I've got to now speak to your heart because you are displaying before the Lord sold out tendencies. Hey, Lord, I'm all in, and I'm proving it by my giving. Okay. You have got to get ready now for what the Lord is going to do. Watch this. See, we have left all and followed you. What if Jesus would have said that this way? Some people think Jesus is. Well, now that's what I was just expecting out of you. And that's, that's all you're going to get. I, I want your total loyalty. But uh, all you're going to get is here, Peter. Here's a new writing pen. It has Jesus Christ's ministries of Nazareth. Here's my gift to you, Peter. Receive and shut up. <laughs> no. Aren't you glad the Lord's like that? I mean, who really? Uh, would want to serve and follow a leader like that where you're willing to go all in, but you're not really getting anything out of it. So let's look at what he's bringing you into verse 29. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one. And that includes you. Okay. There is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers. See, I've, I've told you about the territorial 
land anointing that many of you are going to step into, okay, in this lifetime, okay? Now, now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with, with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Oh, I wouldn't even call that the icing on the cake. I'd call that the cake. I mean, eternal life. I mean, hey, uh, regardless of everything else that we have to work our way through as we are on the journey towards the heavenly city, my goodness, at least we know that we have the assurance of eternal life. My friends, that's, that's the steak and potatoes right there. That's what it's all about. But you have to understand that the Lord needs you. Desires you, wants you, yes, but I would be stronger. He needs you to step into this 100-fold return. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I, I, it sounds wonderful, but hey, Pastor Stephen, that one word, um, I, 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 I'm a little nervous about that one word. Oh, you mean the word persecutions? Yes, Pastor Stephen, I, I kind of pull my feet back uh, and uh, I kind of shiver a little bit when I hear that. I'm here today to get you ready for the 100-fold return. I'm here to get you ready for the powerful blessing of the Lord. But my friends, we must today address this issue of the persecution. Now, before I brought this message to you, I sensed something strange from the Lord. That is going to transpire in your life. And when I say strange, I, I don't mean like, like some type of gray area or some type of, uh, you know, area where maybe we're doing something. No, uh, I'm not talking about something wrong. I'm talking about something holy, so sacred and holy that it, it may even seem strange to even some of God's own children as you initially begin to be taken into it. But he is going to take you into the 100-fold. And it may even seem strange because it's just going to happen and it's going to unfold right before your, your very eyes as you walk out this life experience with the Lord. And here's a scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Look at this. Because you're going to taste it. And you're going to eat it. And you're going to experience it. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today. See, God's blessing is not accidental. Well, it just all happened by luck, Pastor Steve. No, no, this is not luck. This is diligent obedience. This is strictly, keenly following all of the instructions and the commandments of God, and really dialing in to them paying strict attention to them. Okay. Then he said, he said uh, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You're going to begin to experience this overtaking of you with the blessings. And that's why I say there may be an initial strangeness to it. You're like, what's going on? I need to explain it. 
First of all, I need to let you know very clearly that the blessing of God, and remember the blessing in Hebrew means that you are empowered to prosper. Okay, but you have to understand that this whole thing is supernatural. It's not because you're smart, because look around. There's a lot of smart Christians I know, and they're not doing too good. They, they, are, they are defeated on all different angles. So this is not about how smart you are. This is not about how tall, how short, how whatever you are. It has nothing to do with that. This has everything to do with your covenant walk. And it is beginning to pay off for you rather profusely, I would say. And as this blessing overtakes, it may seem strange. Oh, but it's something that I'm sure you'll get uh, comfortable with it rather quickly. Praise the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. It overtakes you. It's a wonderful thing. Oh, and you'll notice. Oh, others around you will notice too. Mm -mm. The joy, the strength, the, the, the anointing. Hallelujah. And the blessing, the blessing. Which can't be hidden. And it's not supposed to be. You don't take a lamp and put it underneath the bushel. The, the, the purpose of a, of a lamp, of a light, is to illuminate. And you are that light in the Lord. And this is the time of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. The glory of the Lord rising and it being seen upon you. And that being seen upon you is more than you just shouting hallelujah. It, it, there, there's proofs that come along with it. It's the blessing, and it's coming on you. Peter is like, hey, Lord, I mean, Lord, we gave up everything. Lord, what's in it for us beyond the milkshake? What's, Lord, what's in it for us beyond, you know, shrimp scampi? Lord, what is it? A lot. It's the 100-fold return. It's God's very best for your life. The best place to live, the best house for you to live in. I'm not saying that's something gigantic, but it will be what makes you happy. It will be what makes you tick. The vehicle that you like to drive. The work that you prefer to do. Strength in your body. Clarity in your mind. And the salvation of sinners upon your heart. They may come to know Christ and your, your walking, living epistle. And when they ask, you are equipped and prepared to tell them about Christ who died for them. And you are able to disciple them. Why? Because you have been discipled. What is a disciple? One under the discipline of God. Not discipline as you're getting spanked. No, the discipline of teaching and training, of mentoring, of learning the ways of God. And now you're able to impart that and teach that to others. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's continue on. Jesus speaks about receiving the 100-fold now in this time. Okay. And he does say, with persecutions. Why are there persecutions? It's very easy. Because not everybody is going to walk in the Spirit. Not even in the church. You will find that often there can be a lot of persecution that's generated within the church. Well, Pastor Stephen, why would brothers and sisters in the Lord do that to me? Because they're not walking in the spirit. They're walking in the flesh. And they see you living the way they know that they should be living. 
But you know what happens oftentimes? They're not willing to do the things that you did to walk in that blessing, to connect with the goodness of God. And so they see you walking in it, and they see how you've changed your life. You don't laugh at the dirty jokes they laugh at, nor did you tell them. And they're still telling them. I'm not saying that they're all doing that, but I know a lot of Christians that they do stuff like that. I know a lot of Christians that they would go out and watch the most vulgar, profane movie where God's name is profane 30, 40, 50 times in one movie and walk out and not think, not think anything about it, not think anything about it. And then they look at you and they see you blessed. They think that's not right. That's not fair. They got all those blessings. That's not right. I think I'm going to begin to believe in the doctrine of socialism. <laughs> socialism is theft in the eyes of God. That's all that is. And of course, socialism is godless. Anything you get into these isms, it's going to take you into doing away with God and letting somebody else, the government or something other, take care of you. Mm-mm. So people look. People look that are in the flesh, and of course, there will be sinners that do it, not all. Some look and think, wow, I'd like, to, I'd like to be like they are. But you know what the thing is, is that oftentimes that persecution is nothing but jealousy. Oh, they would never admit that they're jealous of you. Oh, but that's exactly what they are. They're jealous. They're jealous that you are walking into something and living in something that actually also belongs to them. But because of certain areas of disobedience, or maybe just because of fear, they're not willing, they're not willing to sell out. They're not willing to sell out. If you want the 100-fold, you could have it. But you need to understand the persecutions, it's not like they might come. They will come. And you need to be ready for that. You need to know how to act. You, know, you need to know how to respond. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. You know, one very dear man of God that was just blessed, still is, greatly blessed the Lord, and really, in many ways, is anointed by the Lord to teach along the lines of biblical increase and prosperity, and he takes a lot of heat for it, because there are even believers in the body of Christ that think, you know, we're just all supposed to be poor, and, you know, Jesus was a barefoot preacher, walking around begging with his 12 disciples, and, you know, didn't have anywhere to sleep every night, they're homeless, and, you know, that they're taking all kinds of scriptures out of context to make those unbiblical statements. <sighs> And so they persecute those that are actually sent by God as deliverers to bring God's people out of poverty, out of lack, out of chains of ignorance. But this one minister said that he got hit with a wave of persecution that was so fierce. He said one day, even in the midst of his prosperity, one day he said it made him cry. But you said, but he said, you know what he did? He said he just cried as he drove to the bank and made another big deposit. Praise the Lord. And that's what you have to do. Keep walking with the Lord. You know, recently I was talking with a very wonderful pastor, very sweet man, his wife, also serving the Lord in the ministry, uh, was close by. And the pastor was kind of sharing with me his testimony. And he said, um, he said, Pastor Stephen, he said, before I became a pastor full time, I used to work for a certain car corporation. And this was a corporation, a vehicle corporation that made 
beautiful European vehicles. I won't say which one it was. And um, he said, I worked there for years and years. I said, you did? He said, yes. He said, that's what I did before I went into the ministry as a pastor. I said, oh. I said, do you drive one of their vehicles? He said, oh, no. He said, I would never drive one of those. What would my church members think? And you know what? He was completely in fear about what his church members or about what others would think about a vehicle that he drove. And I'm sure there probably would be some people in his church because of, you know, of maybe what he has taught them or hasn't taught them that would think that to drive a vehicle like that would just be something oh awful, so awful, so awful. But you know what? Let me say this. And please let this go deep into your spirit. You don't ever have to apologize for any blessing that Jesus brings into your life. Oh, I'm so sorry that I have this. Jesus gave it to me. I wish he hadn't done it. Who, who needs to apologize to God for what God has done? As, has God made a mistake? My friends, that's why some people will not come into the 100-fold, because they are, they're embarrassed of the blessings of God. And if you're embarrassed, you grieve the Holy Spirit, who is the voice of God. And when that voice is cut off, doesn't mean you're not saved, but those instructions stop. The, the, the empowerment of that oil, remember, because remember, it's all. The, the blessing is all the power of God working in your life. And that power or the anointing is the Holy Spirit producing that golden oil. And, and the angels that go along with that that are causing you to flourish. Why in the world would you destroy all of that just because you're afraid of what somebody might think about you? You're going to have to get over that and you're going to have to get a backbone. Hallelujah. As if you have to apologize for anything God said. I mean, what are you going to do? Start, start apologizing for next. That, that uh, well, I'm so sorry that, uh, that you're going to go to hell because, you know, you know uh, Jesus, I, I just wish he would have done away with all of that. He did. He did through his shed blood. But you know what? This cowardly, wimpy thing that, that would strip you of the power of the gospel. You need to, you need to overcome that, my friends, and just say, you know what? I'm going to walk with the Lord. And if not everybody is happy about that, well, that's their own thing, you know, that they're going to have to face the Lord concerning. But as for me, I'm going to go on and I'm going to serve the Lord. And if the Lord gives me a blessing, and I know he will, I'm not going to hide it or act like I don't have it. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to be humble, and I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to, like, morph into somebody with a prideful big head and, you know, become arrogant or something like that. But I am going to walk in the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm-mm. You know what? It still takes money to build hospitals. It still takes money to print Bibles. It still takes money to send missionaries. It still takes money to do all of these things that we need to do to send the gospel around the world. And if we pull back and we stay in a place of just mediocre lack, 
because we want everybody to like us, we are never going to get the Great Commission fulfilled. And I'm here to tell you that the 100-fold is your inheritance for the seeds that you have sown. It is your covenant right to expect a 100-fold harvest, and God will do it. But you have to be willing to not shrink back and say, now, Lord, uh, uh, stop, that's too much. Lord, what are people going to think? Who in the world cares what they think? What about what God thinks? Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, what about God's feelings as if he doesn't have any? Why would the Bible say grieve not the Holy Spirit? It says that because you can grieve him. That word in the Greek means that you can wound him. You can hurt him. And yes, he will pull back. He will pull back. And he'll say, well, if you want to walk around with your old wore-out shoes for the rest of your life, go ahead. If you want to drive a clunker because you think that makes you holy, go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to be unempowered and you have no heart for, you know, for, for missions or preaching the gospel through the airwaves, stay in your little place. But if you want to rise up and be strong, and it says the righteous are as bold as a lion, okay, then receive the 100-fold. I can't believe she gave such a big offering to that church. I can't believe she did that. I can. She must love the Lord a whole lot. She must not want sinners to go to hell. I can't believe that he gave an offering like that to support Pastor Stephen to preach the gospel. What was wrong with his mind? What was right with his mind was that he does not want souls to go to hell. He has a heart for God. Hallelujah. And I'm talking to overcomers. I'm talking to the remnant church. I'm talking to those who live and dwell in Zion. I'm not talking to those who are out there floating around who who have no interest in the things of God. I'm speaking to the overcomers, and I'm speaking to a group of people that God is raising up as warriors, and you will see the Lord touch your finances so that you can do exploits. Yes, Pastor Stephen, miracles. Yes, but also in the financial arena to the glory of God. I see strange things unfolding in your finances. You, you will be carried into a new flow. Those of you that are in the thousands, you will be carried into the million flow. Those of you that are a million flow, you will be carried into the millions flow. And those of you that are higher will go to levels beyond that. Well, Pastor Stephen, it seems a little strange. I'm sure you'll get used to swimming in those new levels. I hear the angels saying the waters are fine. Come on out and swim in the deeper glory. Mm -mm. We must be willing to bear the cross. I don't know what people are going to think. I would just say take up your cross and die to it. Take up your cross and walk in the 100 fold. Mm -mm. Well, Pastor Stephen, what's my mother-in-law going to think? I don't know. Maybe, maybe she'll support you and think it's wonderful, but who really cares? Serve God. We need to get our eyes and our heart on what does God think? Are you really going to tell the Lord to hold it back? Lord, uh, uh, that's too much. As if the Lord doesn't know what he's doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. You can be blessed and still be humble. You can be a multimillionaire and still be humble. You can be a billionaire and still be humble. Well, Pastor Stephen, all that money, I don't know what, if you ever feel any temptation, you got too much, you start unloading it. Start unloading it. Start giving it all away. 
Who said you have to keep it all? Praise the Lord. You can stay free all the time. If any time you start feeling, I'm, Lord, I'm starting, Lord, I'm start, I feel like I'm starting to drift. Lord, I feel like this stuff's starting to distract me. Just start unloading. Start unloading. Start unloading like crazy. 10% here. 10 more percent here. 20% there. 30% here. Hallelujah. I'll, I'll assure you, you'll feel free in no time. Because mm -hmm. you can't take any of it with you. Be very careful. Jesus warned against the deceitfulness of riches. If you ever start getting sticky fingers, you're in trouble. No, I'm not talking about eating barbecue. I'm talking about handling money. Just stay free with it. Keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. I see some of you going into strange financial places of such prosperity that it totally perplexes those who knew you formerly. You will be a sign and a wonder to them. Praise God. And you will be a humble, sweet person. Who wrote the book of Numbers? Moses did. Moses literally wrote the fact that he was the most humble man on the planet, and he knew it. Well, that's, that's arrogant. No, it's not. He, it, it's, it's the truth. He knew he was humble, and he knew also that this rebellion that was coming against him was not good. <sighs> Hallelujah. He was a very humble man, and you can be the same. Walk close with the Lord. Now, are you ready? Are you ready for one of the greatest chapters in the Bible to show you how to steward and handle the 100-fold return? Ready or not, here we go. Let's do it. One of the greatest, deepest, most profound chapters in the entire Word of God. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's the greatest because it's all the Word of God. But if you want heavyweight New Testament living, meet me right now in the book of Romans chapter 12. That's where we're going. I want to get you ready for the 100-fold return. It's coming. I have no doubt about it. But I must get you ready. I can't have you wilt, uh, uh, wither melt and fall apart and the next thing we know that God's trying to bless you and you're pulling back because you don't want it because you're afraid what grandma's going to think about you Lord have mercy for such foolishness Woo! it is time to take up the cross and follow Christ and he's going to lead you into prosperity because it is time for the great commission to be fulfilled I'm literally believing I'm believing that the exploits that we have accomplished to launch into these networks and onto these channels, I'm believing that we will become strong enough not only to be on there once a week, which is a very honorable thing, which is a mighty thing that we have done. I'm believing that we can double it and that we can get the program on there twice a week so that we can catch those at other times that would not have seen it the previous time that it aired. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Rewards, rewards. We want souls, souls, souls. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Aren't you glad that you're on your way to heaven? Aren't you glad that you're not lost in your sins on your way to a flaming inferno called hell? Which, of course, hell is just a temporary holding place until the great white throne judgment and all of the sinners in hell will then be thrown into the lake of fire. And even death and hell itself will then be thrown into the lake of fire and we will move on into eternity but aren't you glad that somebody presented the gospel to you 
Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 12. Pastor Stephen, when people persecute me because of the blessings of the Lord, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to do what God told us to do in Romans chapter 12. Let's start in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. You don't like my blessing? I'll tell you one thing. I'll give you a piece of my mind right now. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't get in. That's all flesh. That's all the flesh. But Pastor Steve, you wouldn't believe what they said about me. Uh, don't worry about it. That's going to happen. Remember, Jesus said you could have the hundredfold, but there's going to be persecution. It's okay. It's all right. Not everybody's going to be happy. It's okay. That's just as the world turns. That's just the way it is. It just comes with the territory. But don't pull back. Keep walking with the Lord. And the Lord will just pour that blessing on. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Just say, you know, I bless you. If you don't understand, it's okay. It's all right. And let let me say this also. Even if you tried to explain it to them, even if you gave them a hundred verses, and even if you had Gabriel, the, 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 the angel, and Michael, the angel, appear with you and tried to explain it to them, they're still, they're, those out there, they're still not going to get it. They don't want to get it. They don't care. They just don't like it. So go on with God. Would you sell out and go on with God? Make up your mind today. Sell out to the Lord entirely like Peter did and go on with God. Hallelujah. And be concerned about what God thinks. Hallelujah. Be concerned about pleasing him. And just bless those who persecute you. Bless them. Not in an angry way. I bless you. No, no. I bless you. I bless you in the name of the Lord. And just keep on going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless and do not curse. Don't get into that. That is not the spirit of the Lord. Bless them. Maybe one day there will be some that see the light. But I think a lot has to do with our reaction. Just keep on walking in love and walking the Lord. And also keep your peace. Don't let any of that stuff ever pull you out of your peace. Just bless them and don't curse them ever. Don't ever do that. Just always bless them. Verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil. Don't ever do that. Well, uh, I don't like it how they did that. They wrote, they wrote an article about me, Pastor Stephen. I'm going to get them back. I'm going to write an article about them. No, no, no. Don't repay evil for evil. Just don't even get into that. Uh, dear man of God, one of my former pastors, uh, much, much older than me, but a wonderful man of God. Um, he had a a person from the local newspaper, a journalist, call him, call the office and say, can I do an interview with the senior pastor? He agreed to do it. Uh, the, the interview would be in the newspaper. He said, hey, this is, I'm not here to grill you or to investigate you. I just want to find out. I'm hearing, you do, I, I'm hearing that you're doing a lot of good stuff in the community. I'd like to interview you and just, you know, you share what you're doing. And he said, I'll share it in the newspaper, which has a large coverage. And, uh, you know, I'll just let people know all the good things you're doing. And uh, my pastor at that time said yes, and he let him do it, and it was a 45-minute interview. You know, he's writing notes and taking quotes and everything like that. And, you know, my pastor said, he, he, he told me later, he said, it just seemed like a, 
like a perfect interview. The guy was very nice. Everything was wonderful. And I thought it was going to be a great article. And it, when it came out on the front page of the Sunday paper, it was a total setup. That journalist ripped him, missed, uh, uh, took quotes out of context and tried his hardest to make it look like they had a cult, which they weren't, to make it look like uh, they were doing bad things with money, which they weren't, to make, I mean, he just lied and, and it was just, it was wicked. It was not good. I really believe, this is my stance, that ministers of the gospel really, unless there's a rare exception, should never do interviews with with media that secular media because you're never going to win they have unless there's some kind of revival or there's an exception to this rule you're dealing with people that are spiritually unsaved that don't know God don't know the principles or the workings of God's kingdom and they're clueless to all of that so they're going to filter and see everything through the eyes of un, as of unbelievers who are under the control of their father and we know who that is okay so I, my personal method of operating is I never do interviews with secular newspaper, secular media. Never, never. I, I just don't do that. And I've learned that from other pastors, that, and it worked for them. Just don't do it. I just don't do it. Oh, but Pastor Stephen, if you did it, you would get more notoriety and publicity. Uh, that usually backfires. And, you know, that's not what we're after. So, um, anyhow, uh, the whole thing was a setup. My pastor, it really hurt him. It really wounded him, and he said, you know what, after all the good I've done and all the labor I've done in the community for 20 years to be just slandered and lied about like that. And see, he can't defend himself in a sense like they're not going to let him go on the newspaper and write his article and counter it. Oh, no, that, that was just like put it out there, lie, slander, slime him, and he's left to like you What's he supposed to do? He doesn't have. He doesn't own a newspaper that he can give a counter article. So he was really wounded by it, but he found comfort in Romans chapter twelve. Don't return evil for evil. Bless those who persecute you. Uh, don't curse those who've done that. It, it, especially not just the newspaper, but the guy that wrote the article. And um, but you know what? At a very low point, when my pastor was standing at a bank, a very large bank there in the area. This is a big city, too. And he was standing in line in the bank. He didn't know anybody in the line. He didn't recognize anybody. And nobody really knew him in the line that day, although he's very well known in the city. He's standing there in the line. And the Holy Spirit allowed him to overhear a conversation that a couple of men were having just right in front of him in the line. I don't think it was directly in front of him, but just a few guys up in the line. These men were having a conversation, and he could hear it very easily, very clearly. And one man said to the other man in the line, Hey, did you read that newspaper article about that preacher that's here in the town? And the other guy said, Yeah, I read it. I read the whole article. And uh, the one guy said, Well, what did you think about it? And the one guy said, well, I don't know what to think about what that guy said in the paper. All I know is that everybody around here tells me that he's just one H-E-L-L -L of a guy. And in other words, in a sinner's terminology, he said, I don't know who this guy is, but he's an awesome guy. 
then that, that as a sinner was his way of saying he's a really good guy. That's what everybody knows him as is a really good guy. And when my pastor heard that guy say that, he was so overcome with the love of God, he got out of the line. I forgot all about his deposit or ch- checking. He got out of the line and just went out to the parking lot in his car and sat down and began to praise the Lord. And the Lord said, I've got you covered because that paper is already in the trash papers today. You know, that's the thing about a newspaper. It may come out, but the very next day, it's people have already thrown away and uh, it, it's gone. So the Lord just touched his heart and, and basically said, just keep on going. The people really do love you and the people really are behind you. And his church did. It just kept growing and growing and growing into the thousands. Now, repay no one evil for evil. Verse 18, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And some of that you can't control because you can control how you're going to live and you're going to try to live peacefully with all men, but you really can't control them. That They're going to live the way they want. It's their life, okay? They have that right, that, that, that choice. But as far as it's up to us and it, what depends on our part, we are going to live peaceably with all men. Hallelujah. Now verse 19 is the is the the real clutch here. It's the real weighty verse. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Now other translations make it a little more clear. Do not take revenge. Don't ever 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 taking take revenge. Anytime you see any body taking revenge, whether it's a sinner or a saint, okay? Anytime you see anybody taking revenge, they are out of God's will. It is in the flesh. Why? Revenge belongs solely to God himself. We were misrepresented, Pastor Stephen, and we're not getting the justice we deserve. We're going to take matters into our own hands. We're going to start a vigilante system. No, that, that is totally evil. It is wrong. It is unbiblical. And it is, it is extremely in the flesh. Do not ever take vengeance within your own power. Well, I've got the ability. I'm going to go out and do it. No, don't do that. That's the devil setting you up. Don't ever do that. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Pastor Stephen, I'm, I just want to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. They've said all kinds of things about me, and it's not right. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get a. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to get a knife, and I'm going to. Pastor Stephen, I'm going to knife every one of their tires, and they're going to wake up in the morning, and all of their tires are going to be flat, and I'm going to laugh. No, that no. You will have a spirit come into you that's an evil spirit. If you do that, you take vengeance. An evil spirit will come into you. I'm not saying it comes into your spirit because your spirit belongs to God. But even as a believer, you touch that, you are wide open for the enemy to hit you, and he will hit you. And by the time you're done poking tires or they're doing whatever you're going to do, uh, you know, and I don't want to give suggestions, but uh, if you do that, an evil spirit will come into you. And you'll have a real hard time getting that thing to leave. And it's it, it, these evil spirits also, they're, they're unclean. So you will defile yourself. Oh, my friends, these things are very important. Pastor Stephen, why are you talking about this? Because I know where you're going. And I know where the Holy Spirit's leading you. And I know what the Lord wants to do for you. He wants to bring the 100-fold into your life. And when he does it, there's going to be persecution. And you must, you must in your heart be set. I will not retaliate against that. I will not get caught up in fighting and quarreling and strife and bickering. I will not do that. I will walk in peace. I will walk in love. Well, no, Pastor Stephen, you need to jump in there and get even. Uh, No, 
no, you don't need to do that. God will cover you. Now, Paul concludes this amazing teaching by saying in verse 21, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Turn right around and find a way to be a blessing. See, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Mm-mm. And you know what? You keep, you keep living like that. You keep walking in love. You keep walking in peace. And you keep blessing and don't curse. You bless. Eventually, many people, they do get won over. They see, they see there's a difference. And you know what? They are convicted in their heart. They know the things that they've done is wrong. They know what sin is. Sinners that do these things of retaliation, they know it's wrong. They know that there is no justification. You can't justify evil. It, do, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You have to do things the right way. You have to allow God's protocol to unfold. Don't ever, my friends, do this thing of cursing and retaliating and repaying evil. Evil for evil. Praise God. Walk with the Lord. Enjoy your blessing. Enjoy your blessing. Mm. A great man of God. It's, it's in his book. You can read it. Dr. D.G.S. Dinakaran talked about the time he found himself in the hospital, sick, real sick, laid on his back, so sick that it looked like he was probably going to die. And people prayed for him. He didn't get better. And these were anointed people praying for him, but he didn't get any better. Excuse me. And he, he just kept getting worse and worse, and it looked like he was going to die. Jesus appeared to him in a vision. He came into the hospital room, and Dr. Denikaran later wrote about this and told about the experience. Jesus came into the hospital room and talked to Dr. Denikaran, and he said, The reason you are sick and you are in the situation you're in right now is because Although there are millions who love you and are greatly impacted by your ministry and your teaching, and you are loved by millions, yet there are a few critics who speak and write criticism against you under the influence of the evil one. And while you have millions that genuinely love you, you chose to listen to the few critics that have criticized the beautiful work that I have anointed you to do. And because you listen to their criticism, their poison and their anger has come into your spirit. And you have held that in there. And that is why you are sick. And you must now be willing to forgive them and release the persecution that they brought against your life through their words. Hmm. Can you imagine millions love you, but just a few, and really it was only about the ones that were really vicious. It was just really a handful. That was it. That were writing these nasty lies and slander. Let me say this. Often those that are very sweet and humble, like Moses, like Dr. Denikaran, 
you really, th th these are people that really do have a heart like a lamb. They can be wounded. So you have to be very careful if you're like that. And so you have to be like Jesus said, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And you have to be like, like what an old Pentecostal preacher told me years ago. Even before I was in the ministry, he said, Stephen, you're, go you're going into the ministry. This is what you're going to need. You're going to need a heart like a lamb, but you're going to need skin like an elephant. Because sometimes the criticism is severe, even within the body of Christ, from, unbe from believers that don't know certain truths that we are privileged to know and walk in. Mm -mm. But by, my goodness, my friends, by all means, keep walking in those truths. But allow the Lord to shield you. Stay in the secret place. And don't ever harbor bitterness or resentment. It'll make you sick. It'll make you sick. And so the Lord raised up Dr. Denikaran when he forgave those who sinned against him. Now, it's not like he forgave them and the critics came and said, oh, you know what? We're so sorry. We realize we've been writing things that are untrue. Oh, no, they, they never apologize. There will be those that go to their grave doing stuff like that. And some of them, Lord have mercy, they probably think they're doing God a service. They probably think they're doing good for the Lord. I mean, Jesus even said that. There will be those that persecute you thinking they're doing a good thing. That's what Saul was doing before the Lord really dealt with him. And then he had the salvation conversion experience, had the name change in Nepal. But my friends keep walking in the blessing of the Lord and realize a lot of it, a lot of it is just nasty jealousy. That's all of it is really. They're, they're, they're jealous. And in many ways, in many ways, they wish they could be like you. Mm, they wish they could have what you have. So my friends, don't, don't, don't curse. Don't get pulled into that flesh. Walk in love. Walk in the blessing and just bless them and love them and keep on going. Keep on going. God needs you. I'm telling you, I feel the heart of God. God needs you. Yes, he wants you. God needs you to walk in the 100 fold blessing because we're going to do great things together. We're going to touch multitudes together. We already are now. Oh, we're already doing that now. We're there. We're there, but we're going to do more together, and we're going to do things the world has never seen before together. Hallelujah. But God's depending on you to allow Him to flow through you with a mighty channel of blessing, and you must not pull back. You must not say, Lord, that's enough. Lord, that's enough. Please, we're going to, we're going to make people, uh, Lord, we're going to start to, what are they going to think? Just let the Lord pour. Mm. Now, please settle this in your heart right now that you will sell out to the Lord that even if you're roasted, even if you are, you know, held up and crucified, that you just say, it's not my life to live. It's the Lord's. I lay my life down. Lord, flow your blessing through me. We have a work to do. Praise God. And you will see angels come and minister to you. Angels will come and hold you up. And you will cross the finish line. And the Lord will say, well done, good and faithful servant. I'll tell you, I'll be honest. There are, there are members of the body of Christ that the Lord could not pour through. They would be embarrassed of it. That will not be your testimony. You will not back off of the promises of God you will walk in the high places, and though the enemy would scoff, you will cling to the cross and will continue on with the Lord, and you will be blessed. Hallelujah! And many will be blessed through you. That is your destiny. That is your portion. That is your inheritance. And that 
is where God's taking you now. One final verse I must close with. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. The Apostle Paul said, But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. See, after Pentecost, then there comes movement, new assignment, new open door. Oh, open door. Absolutely. Verse 9. For a great and effective door has opened to me. Same thing has happened to this ministry. Okay? Same thing's happening to you. And there are many adversaries. Oh, Pastor Steve, I don't know. Oh, no, no. Hold steady. God's with you. It comes with the territory, but God will continue to take you forward from glory to glory, from strength to strength. God's going to build such strength in you. You'll be so strong, praise God. And you'll walk in such love, praise the Lord. Mm -mm. And you will find yourself living in the secret place, receiving that strength, and continuing on in the gospel of the Lord. Praise God. For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many, many adversaries. By all means, go through the door. Well, Pastor Stephen, there's adversaries. Yes, there's giants in the promised land. Go in and possess the land. God's already given it to you. The door is open. Go through it. The adversaries are not the issue. Use your faith. Go through and possess. Hallelujah. And that's what we're doing right now. Thank you for standing with us. I ask that you would pray with us and continue to sow your best seeds that we might go through and increase to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for your people today that you build backbone in them, strengthen them. And Father, we thank you. That strength comes from the Word. It's the only source that comes from. It's the anointed Word, backed by your Spirit. And I thank you, Father, for strength in the lives of your people with the love, the fruit of your Spirit flowing out. They're walking strong. They will not compromise or back off the blessing the promised land that you put them in. They will not yield or give it up. Not an inch. And we thank you, Father God, that we, we will not be haughty, but we will walk in love, and we will bless. Even those that would curse us, we will bless. And at the same time, we are possessing our land. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you. Thank you for the guidance and leading of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. And we shout all around the world today and say, Amen. Praise God. Amen. We're going to get ready now to take communion. If you are watching today's program and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are lost in your sins and your sins have separated you from a holy God. And there's only two destinations. It's either heaven or it's hell. My friends, if your life were the end today, where would you be? If you know Christ, you would go home to be with Him. But if you don't know Christ, you would be consigned to that awful place of your choosing because of your, your rebellion against God. So right now, if you're ready to get your heart and your life right with God, don't wait another day. Don't wait another minute. Pray this prayer out loud right now. Say, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you. Jesus, take all of my sins away. I sell out to you now 100%. Jesus, take ownership of my life. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus. 
Save me now. In your great name, I pray. Amen. And amen. And my friends, the Lord has heard that prayer. And he has saved you. You now belong safely to him. Now serve him with all of your heart. Move forward in the things of God. Walk with him daily. And live for him daily. Amen. Let's take Holy Communion. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Let's pray over it. Heavenly Father, we bless the bread and the juice. We set this apart as holy. We thank you that it is holy. And that as we receive it, we will be receiving the flesh and the blood of our precious Savior. Father, thank you for Jesus. He's everything to us. He is the bridge from, from us to you. And we thank you that because of him, we crossed over into your heart. Woo! Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for the open door. Thank you, Father, that Jesus is the open door. Hallelujah. As we receive his body, we go through the open door now into new levels of blessing, increase, and the hundredfold return. Father, we receive the body of Jesus now. Let's partake. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body. Thank you for your flesh. Here is what I hear the Holy Spirit saying. While many Christians would say, I would never be embarrassed of Christ or, or the name of Christ. Yet the Holy Spirit would say, would you be embarrassed though of his blessings? See, don't ever be embarrassed of Jesus that you belong to him. But don't ever be embarrassed of his blessing upon your life either. Because if you are embarrassed of that, you are, it's, it's reflecting your embarrassment of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise as we receive the blood of Jesus. We ask you for more grace, for more grace, for more grace to witness and to testify you fully. Thank you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for the grace and the strength in Jesus' name we receive now. Let's receive his blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Glory, glory, be praising the Lord. I'm telling you, it's coming in. It's coming in and it can't be stopped. It's the 100 fold return. You're going to see harvest on seeds you've sown, seeds you've sown recently, seeds you've sown even in times past. It's turning into the harvest. It's turning into the harvest. Hallelujah. Now stay close to the Lord. Enjoy the blessing. Stay close to the Lord. And watch what King Jesus is going to do in your life. It's the anointing of royalty. Get ready in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thanks for watching today. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.